You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back again to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here, where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. So, Today, back with my co-host, India Jackson of Flaunt Your Fire, and we have decided, for those of you that may not be as familiar with us, we are going to step back into, let me introduce myself, I am mode. So, I am going to start by saying, hi, India, who are you? Hey, Erica. Um, (laughs) Before we get to who am I and how am I, they missed out on your rendition of Jay-Z, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, hey. Don't get me started. <laughs> Copyright not mine. Copyright belongs to whatever Sean label that would go under at that point. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't even know where he was at that point. So there's that. <laughs> that was a quote. It's not mine. Um, yeah, that's this. This is what our conversations look like in real life. We are we are these people. We are actual friends, and being a fly on the wall is actually pretty flipping hilarious with us. <laughs> I think that's an important thing to note for the audience because um, we get asked so many questions about that. I think sometimes people are more interested in how we know each other than they are yes. in anything else. I'm like, what? I don't even know that way that's a thing. I know. It's like, I didn't think we were like that interesting or that much of an anomaly, but apparently we are. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. So tell us about who India Jackson is. Ooh, such a loaded question. I feel like I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, I think it's good to start with like, gosh kind of what I do. So I started out as a model. Um, I was doing a lot of beauty modeling. (laughs) So basically from the chest slash neck area up, um, I saw a lot of things in that industry. Some things I love, some things I did not like. Uh, Prior to that, I always loved photography. And yeah, just somewhere along the lines, it just clicked that I could create a safer space for women than I was seeing. 
um, by picking up the camera and helping them take control of their brand back and own their image um, and decide what did they want their image to be, what kind of work did they want to do. And I created images to help them get to that next place based on their goals. Um, and I think it was around the time that I had just started to photograph humans, meaning I was a baby in photography. I was still learning how to use my camera because I had never owned a professional one. Um, that I went onto this website. Ooh, should I say what website that is? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it still exists. Um, it does. It does. Ooh, then don't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to protect the website. Because we don't want to get seen by nobody. No, but it's it not, not innocent. innocent. Um, <laughs> and let's just say a girl at the time did not know how to do makeup. Um, I knew how to draw. I knew how to paint. I was an art major. Did not know how to do makeup. Damn sure didn't know how to do my own hair or anybody else's for that matter. So I needed somebody for my photo shoots. And I tried working with a few different people. Um, I landed on somebody that sexually harassed one of my models. I'm like, I got into this for one thing and to not have these things and land on this thing. I was like, I'm going to try one more person. And if that don't work out, I'm learning how to do this stuff myself. And lo and behold, here comes Erica Corday, da -da -da. owner of Silver Immersion. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Not only did she know how to do makeup, she knew how to do hair. She was a licensed cosmetologist. She could hook up my hair that was a little bit fried at the time from all the different colors I'd put in it. And she had a full team of artists to support my photo shoots. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. And I honestly think that's pretty much like the gist of how we met each other. It is. I don't think we had much conversation before that photo shoot. Mm. And it, but that's the thing. It was easy. And there, the biggest thing I think that made it so that we work well, worked well then and then still do, is that we had similar ideals around respect and professionalism and a level of I'm not going to put out something I would not want to receive that doesn't always happen. So we really had that in common and that made it really easy to evolve through all of the different iterations of what we do and how we work together and how we um, click personally and professionally and have grown, you know, to be closer over the years. Oh my gosh, growth is a major word. Like mm -hmm. so much has happened since that first photo shoot. And you guys don't know, you're just kind of listening to us rehash this story, but I'm talking about, this was like 2008. This is a long time ago that we met um, on that first photo shoot and just like your team showed up, showed out, did an amazing job. And everything that we did after that was just on point and like so professional that it was just really interesting to just see each other grow so much in our businesses. Um, and also mm -hmm. just as freaking human beings from then until yes. now. Yes. Yes. And I will say that I, while I don't always understand why people are like, wow, how are you guys, you know, two women that work together and you've been friends and I'm going to dispel the myth. Women can work together. 
and actually be friends long term. Like, don't let anybody tell you that it's not possible. It is. It is absolutely mm-hmm. possible. But, you know, we just, I mean, it, it's just been, it's just been very seamless to support each other and to watch the growth and for it to really come from a place of support and cheering each other on. And there's not this competition and, oh, you have something, so that means I can't have it or you're taking something away from me. We don't operate like that and we never have. And it it just doesn't even cross our mind. So it's just kind of like when these kinds of what a lot of people consider as typical female behavior comes up. It's like, mm, no, I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. So I want to hear your backstory, Erica. Tell me about you. And then I think we can catch it up to like why that typical female behavior was never us, which might've led to us being friends beyond <laughs> just the business space. <laughs> yes. So for me, um, Basically, I, I, have, I have two businesses. I have Erica Corday, which is my, hello phone. I have not shut you off. That is my fault. See, look at that people. That's what happens. <laughs> um, I um, have a beauty business called Silver Immersion that I've had um, a little over 10 years now. And Erica Corday is my coaching and consulting business, which is newer for me. And Silver Immersion was what made it so that I came in contact with India. And for me, I never planned on having it. And um, I've been a cosmetologist for now over 20 years. And I never wanted a salon, didn't really think about it, had no intentions of having a business. I'm like, I don't want these things. And it just kind of evolved into this thing where I'm like, okay, well, it looks like I can't find a place to work that I can best support my clients in a way that feels good to me. And um, when I started doing weddings and things like that, I'm like, okay, people are giving me money. So I guess this is kind of a business. So I'm going to go with this. And so Silver Immersion is my foray into what I call being an accidental entrepreneur. The beauty of me doing that was that was what um, gave me a foray into being on the radar to meet India. So that's one of the beautiful bonuses of what I've done. And me having been a cosmetologist, I've always been someone that loved conversation. I've always been a talker. People felt comfortable talking to me. Before I started driving, when I was like, you know, like a teenager, I remember being on the bus and I'm like, why are these weird people telling me their stories? I don't, I don't know you. I don't understand this right now. And so people, um, they just feel comfortable to talk with me. And And being a hairstylist, pretty much any woman will tell you, like, you will come in and lay all your burdens down. You feel comfortable in a way that this person is close enough, yet not right there where you have to feel like, well, you know enough, but yet I don't have to feel like, oh, if I tell you that, are you going to say something? Or like, it's far enough removed that somehow there's this trust and comfort and vulnerability that they show when they come in that it's just kind of like, wow. And so I've been in a position of supporting people, helping them through um, making choices and decisions and just listening and supporting. And so when I decided that I wanted to actually do my coaching and consulting, it's like, well, this is a 
very natural next step. I've been doing it. I might as well now do it officially and be paid for it. I mean, let's be real. We have businesses to be paid. Just saying. <laughs> but the the beautiful thing is that over the years, silver immersion continued to evolve. And when it moved to a place that I rebranded, I brought in these ethics and values and beliefs that I held very dear and had always been a part of who and how I am that are around diversity and individuality and just, I felt like in my, in my beauty business, beauty wasn't shown enough when it came to women of all colors, women of all sizes, women of all ages, uh, same sex marriages, which is a huge part of the, you know, the platform of equality for me. And I felt like beauty was kind of shown in a very homogenous and singular kind of way. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm blowing holes in all this shit. So I rebranded and I was very vocal about who I stood for, how I stood for them. And that if you did not agree with it, I literally said kick rocks. Like I, that was real for me. And I still stand by that. And so when I started coaching, it became very obvious that this was a part of my personal ethics. And so it made perfect sense to bring um, diversity and individuality and equality and empowerment and those types of qualities into the lens through which I coach. So all of these evolutions that my professional life has taken over the years, I've been extremely fortunate to have friends that have stuck with me. And Indy and I have both evolved greatly professionally and personally. And it honestly just brought us closer and it's really been this amazing thing to watch how we 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 complement each other very well and we're very fortunate to have each other at least that's my take on it oh <laughs> we're seeing so mushy this feels awkward <laughs> <laughs> i'm a mushy person we don't tend to be mushy with each other though that is accurate i i i, I am a mush bucket i will be the first to say like i am yeah i'm definitely a warm and fuzzy however as I just said, kick rocks. Like I have no problem pulling that out. <laughs> just saying, I will pull that out. Um, so I think as you are showcasing what flaunting your fire really means, I think that kind of sharing with the audience what that means and what your mission is with that um, would be great because that gives some insight into who and how you are as an individual. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Um, and even just thinking on some backstory, like <laughs> it's funny how we've completely supported each other, fawning our fires in our own way. Like mm -hmm. when you finally like broke down what a coach was for me, because years ago I had no idea. I was like, well, duh, <laughs> like you were doing this unpaid behind the chair. Listen mm -hmm. to all our problems. <laughs> no. No. And I, I think when I came to you and was like, um, so I had this epiphany. We're not a photography business anymore. We're providing um, marketing and stuff. We should rename this. I think it's a visual marketing agency. You're like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been but doing think, it. You might as well do it. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that I can say. Um, maybe it is the reason that people look at us as this unicorn is that um, 
it's very rare to have other people around you that can see these things and point them out and be like, hey, you know, and there be this open environment to have that dialogue, to give each other constructive feedback, no hard feelings, like no drama. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it goes completely against what people are made to believe about females being friends with each other. That has to be this catty, backstabbing, all this other mm-hmm. stuff, jealousy. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't have to look like that. No, it doesn't. And the beautiful thing about it is that we have been, we have been very fortunate in that we are now in these circles that are still very women-centric, but the level of support and just like, you got this even when you don't see the possibilities for you. I see them for you and I will help you see it. Like I've never felt as supported. And I hope that I can continue to say that because that would mean that it continues to grow because I was someone that was raised to believe that women weren't friends. Women weren't supportive. Women weren't, um, everything was about competition. It was never just like, oh, someone wants, you know, this woman wants to be your friend just because it's, it was never given to me that way. So to be in this place of having all of this support and then to say that this person that is probably the only person short of my family, like immediate family that I, you know, this is probably the only person that I pretty much talk to every day. And you you know me well enough to know what's going on and when you need to put it bluntly, when you need to put your foot in my ass because I need to get out my own way. But <laughs> the, um, the, for the listeners, there's not too much abuse that happens over our promise. <laughs> it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see women empowering women. And for us to do this with each other and then to step into these other circles and to be able to continue to grow our relationship and then to just see what this can look like. That's why when people are like, oh, you guys are friends? And we're like, yeah, like we actually like each other. Like that's, that's not fake. <laughs> and so it's nice to, to kind of see that it's real. And I think that it's, um, it's a beautiful thing to understand that um, you can evolve and still maintain your core values, the things that matter to you. Because even though we are definitely not the same people that we were when we initially met, the, the things that actually make us the people that we are, it's either stayed the same or it's, it's grown in a way that is parallel. Yeah, I have to agree 100%. Like we're not necessarily going through the same things at the same time. And I think that that can be a misconception that like, oh, well, you have to be on the same level. Uh -uh. So not true. Uh -uh. (laughs) We've grown at different spurts and in different ways. Um, But I think there's always been a level of acceptance and openness and it really just being a judgment-free zone. And that's been the biggest thing. Um, Because we both had that story, for those of you that don't know mine, I also got the backstory that women, you know, are only out to get you or they're going to be catty and all these other things. And I think 
we've really done a great job of proving to ourselves that that's not true separately and independently, but then also together. Agreed. Agreed. So, hmm. I, <laughs> I feel like we get asked um, a lot, maybe what is it that we're doing differently? I don't necessarily see that we're doing anything differently. Do you feel as though there's something that maybe makes our dynamic different that would would stand out and maybe explain why our you know why our dynamic does work um i think the biggest thing is just being judgment free um i can agree with that i would also say i mean this should be the standard i'm shitting on it intentionally Ye- but yeah <laughs> but i think that a lot of relationships out there, whether they're familial, um, romantic, and even friendships have a certain level of expectation and obligation. And I just mm-hmm. think that we both have had a no bullshit, no tolerance zone about that with each other where it's never even needed to come up. Like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. make agreements and if there's no agreement, there's no expectation. And it sounds no. so simple. I, I wish it was easier to like take that from one area and smear it to all the other relationships in life. But <laughs> somehow or another, that's how we started it. And that's kind of where it's at now today. Almost, what, 11, 12 years later? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And Those seem I, like simple things, but they're huge. Right. And... And it's, I think that's why I really enjoy the things that we do together because it doesn't dilute what we do separately, yet it gives us this space to allow these things that do overlap and intersect to bloom in this beautiful and very organic way. But it's, it's people, I really wish I could give you some formula to make it this crazy thing that we did. It literally it just is it just we might have to come back to this one because (laughs) i feel like i should be giving some amazing friendship advice and i'm just like i don't know like we just show up (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's and it's true and i but i think that that is a part i think sometimes people are they're afraid of being judged so showing up is not always that easy and being able to just be open honest authentic you know, it's sometimes a struggle with yourself, let alone with someone else. So I could see how sometimes, you know, that is tough and you don't always know how things are going to work. We had no idea that this was what, you know, it would kind of evolve into. But I think that's the gift and the curse for both of us, because in a lot of ways we try to be open and just kind of let things be and see what that happens. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work so great. But this is kind of how we operate and so we choose to not lose that and let that go because oh this didn't go great so I need to shut that off yeah I think it can be um hmm. I don't want to look past the fact that we've had some very challenging conversations with each other that Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I would have been able to have with people I've dated in the past or relationship I've had and different things like that. Um, So I will say that that's probably a part of it is that things can be challenging or uncomfortable, but we'll still talk about it anyway. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that the more that we started stepping into that place of like just living our truth out loud with each other um, and being willing to have the conversations, which is totally your thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I think that the stronger our friendship got, because I do think that many times um, people are afraid of having certain conversations with their friends because they think that they'll judge them. Maybe they're judging themselves, whatever it is behind that. But I think that when you can get past that, there's a certain level of self-acceptance that can come from it, but also like a strengthening of that bond. I agree. And I think sometimes the being able to admit it to somebody else um, has to come after admitting it and acknowledging it to yourself because there's been things over the years that, you know, it would be difficult for me to go to India or anybody else with until I had wrapped my head around it. And I've, I've had that happen. And I think there's something to be said about having your own reconciliation before you share it with another. And I think that that's a big part of our friendship. But I think we actually bring that into what we do professionally because we both are in a position of facilitating people to step into their light and them actually acknowledging and realizing and acting on their full potential in these different areas. And you can't do anything for anybody else or out loud until you've worked on it within yourself for yourself. And so having that grasp on that, I think gives us a good place to be able to be of support to others because we know what that looks like. We know what that feels like, the giving and the receiving end. We know what it is when it's not easy, when it's even painful, difficult as fuck. So therefore, we have that insight of, I know, I understand. Not because I know it all, but because I've been there, I get it. Mm. I think one of the things that you said that stood out me too, that I don't want the audience to miss is that when you needed to take some time for yourself and to really unpack some thoughts, um, I didn't push on it. I didn't probe. I didn't make you feel guilty because you're not sharing with your best friend. (laughs) I gave you the space you needed and you knew that you had that and that if you wanted to talk about it, when you're ready to talk about it, I'm here. Um, So I, I think that that's a valuable piece too, is not pushing people. Um, letting them come and say and do things when they're ready. Same. I think that that's something that we both benefit from within each other with, you know, how I've, I've seen people that have friends that are like, well, what's going on? Tell me, I need to know. And it's like, but this isn't about you. And that's something that we don't deal with. We can, we could be on the phone for two hours and not ask the question and minute one hour and 59 minutes. And all of a sudden it's like, now it all comes out and it's like, okay, there we are. Now we can go there because now this is the time to do it. Before was not the time. And this isn't about me. I'm here to be supportive. And it's whatever that looks like at that moment. If it's just a conversation that's completely unrelated to maybe whatever you're feeling at that moment, then so be it. So you have to allow space for things to unfold as they need to. And I think that that's an important part of life. Wow. So many takeaways on that. So I guess maybe we are unicorns in some way. I don't know. I think that these (laughs) things should be standard, but I realize now that they're not. No. (laughs) Well, and we all have our work to do. So I think it's also worth acknowledging that 
it doesn't always work that way with everyone. So I think I want to kind of challenge everyone to consider where is your space that you feel safe yet brave? I want you to think about that and embrace that and acknowledge that person if you find that it is with a specific person in your life. Give people the flowers while they're here. I agree completely and maybe even be open to strengthening that relationship. Agree a hundred percent. hundred percent. So I want you to take that again, think about it, toy with it, talk about it, journal on it, whatever is going to get you the awareness and takeaways that you need. If you want to come back and share with us, by all means, feel free, but know that this is for you. So I like being able to share a little bit of that backstory. If you want more, you can let us know. Um, But as always, I appreciate having India here with me. I appreciate having you, the listeners here. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Pause on the Play is one iteration of how we use conversation to create connection. Our one-on-one calls is another. This is where you can get support on how your beliefs and values around diversity, equity, and inclusion are showing up for your business, how you vote with your dollars, how you are sharing your message to let people know that you curated a space with them in mind, that you want to talk with them and hold space for them to have a seat at the table. Hop on over to ericacorday.com today and register for a complimentary tea time chat. These are our connection calls so we can hop on, discuss your needs and create a plan of action that's personalized for your brand to further its evolution. The conversations we have here are to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges. This is how we remove stigma and create real change in connection cross lines and recreate boundaries to support not separate if you enjoyed this podcast show me some love by subscribing sharing it with a friend or leaving us a review reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts feelings and actions Speaking of keeping it going, if you don't already follow and engage with us over on Instagram at Erica Corday, come on over there and do that. I really want to talk with you, so DM me and let's do this. I love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time, and until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?